0: Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard.
1: And I'm Devin Saylor.
0: And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, it turns out that yesterday, March 15th, was Buzzard Day Mm -hmm. or Turkey Vulture Day. Yeah. So, I don't think we've ever done it on the show. Um, You had mentioned it Mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks back. I said, sure, why not, let's talk about them. I really didn't know too much before the show Mm-mm. about the turkey vulture or turkey buzzard, as mm-hmm. they're both referred to. Um, I'm not sure what you knew or know.
1: Not a lot. I knew they were big and flew in the sky. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, saw them around. I had a pretty good picture I wanted on my phone. Okay. Uh, but other than that. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, we've learned quite a bit about them,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so we'd like to present that information to you. So. Mm-hmm. We'll start with a description yep. in case you haven't seen them or just seen them from a distance. In case you haven't seen them close up, mm-hmm. uh, we'll give you that description now. So Yeah.
1: So they are a long-winged, long-tailed bird. Uh, they do typically have a darker black to brown plumage with a whitish beak, red legs, and a bare red head. So it'll be black in immature birds still, but your mature birds will have the bright red bald head.
0: And that's the turkey vulture, right? Yes. So there also is another vulture uh, that Mm -hmm. lives in Pennsylvania. I don't know whether you found that?
1: Not, I did not. Okay,
0: so that's the the black vulture.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And then their head also does have like little whitish bumps on top I found too. Okay. So, and their wingspan is roughly about six feet at full size. And um, when they're standing, they're about, from the bottom of their feet, top of their head, about 30-ish inches tall. So they're a good-sized bird.
0: They are, yes.
1: Um, and then if you're on the ground, they're up flying above you, you'll see a large, dark bird with its wings that are at kind of like a more noticeable angle, I found. And they usually kind of rock side to side, kind of floating in the wind, I've noticed. And the underneath of them will have a good contrast of like their wings will be more of like a two-toned if you look at them from underneath so, okay. um, yeah
0: um just to kind of add or expand on mm-hmm. what we were talking about uh, just a while back yeah like i said there are two different type of vultures mm-hmm. in pennsylvania so the black vulture the turkey vulture and actually sometimes oh. they can even be seen roosting together so okay um and that's typically outside the breeding season okay But yeah, so um, you might see both sitting on the same fence post. Okay. But uh, you also mentioned something about them flying.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I had the question. I'm always interested in what biologists refer to groups of any animal. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a couple different ones that make reference to the vultures. So when they're at rest in a tree or on a fence post, they refer to that group of vultures as a committee. Okay. So you see, like, see a bunch on a fence post. Yeah, you're looking at a committee of vultures. Okay. Um, When you see a group feeding, you're in the presence of a wake of vultures. Okay. So when, you know, there's some whatever, they're Mm -hmm. munching on the side of the road, there's 10 or 12 of them. Yep, that's called a wake. And then you mentioned them flying in circles. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's also a reference for that. And this kind of goes for any birds that kind of fly in the circle pattern. Okay. But that is referred to as a kettle. Okay. A kettle of vultures. So. Interesting. Yeah. So and hopefully you remember that next yeah. time you, you see them and you say, hey, there's a kitty. <laughs>
1: <So. laughs> awesome. So, starting with a little bit of like life history on them, kind of like a lifespan, like life cycle, I guess, of the vultures. Um, so breeding females can produce anywhere from one to three eggs in a clutch, I found. Um, the eggs are going to be white with brown spots on them. And what I thought was kind of interesting, we know birds usually lay in nests up in trees, try to keep them higher up, typically. But, um, the vultures actually like to lay in areas with thick ground cover, on cave floors, or in gaps in rocks, even hollows in tree stumps, I found.
0: Yeah, I saw the same thing.
1: So I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no nest.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, they just kind of lay them wherever. (laughs) And then the males and females share incubation of the eggs. So they kind of take turns on and off. And the young will hatch within five to six weeks of being laid, and then they start learning to fly within nine to 10 weeks of age. So they're flying pretty quick.
0: All right, so before they fly, uh, do you know how they defend themselves the nestlings that is
1: I didn't see that no
0: okay so it's a little okay. different than what you might picture okay um, they don't try to claw or poke at a person with their beaks
1: mm-hmm. person, whatever yeah <laughs> uh,
0: the enemy whatever you know whatever they're trying to defend from they actually projectile vomit oh <laughs> so like that that's their defense mechanism which interesting is a weird, but
1: if it works it works, works yeah. yeah. And then I did find that most turkey vultures live about 10 to 16 years in the wild, and then they can actually live up to 30 years in captivity. So they can get pretty old. Yeah. I did find a study that showed that the number of turkey vultures across North America actually increases almost 2% per year between 1966 and 2019. So their population kind of came up pretty quick.
0: Did you find out why?
1: Um, they were They were protected at one point, weren't they?
0: Yeah, well, they still are in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure about, you know, countrywide across the U.S., but, yeah, definitely they're protected in Pennsylvania. Um, But it goes beyond that, too. So I'm not sure whether we saw the same study or not, but um, this study, so they looked at um, vulture populations across North America, Mm -hmm. and what they found was that um, we've kind of helped them. So humans have kind of really push those numbers up because of our developed land mm-hmm. and open areas and that works to the bird's advantage um because we were talking about before we fly in air currents
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so they really you know all all this new human area uh, like roads buildings all that so heats up during the day and mm-hmm. provides an updraft okay for these birds and because uh, they really have a hard time Getting off the ground themselves, so it creates that updraft, and also you know like we've we've created refuse, so the mm-hmm. like food waste, yep, uh, which is easy for them to acquire, mm-hmm. and so that seems to have promoted more growth, population growth of okay. vultures. So I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I did see that they tend to be more around like where people are. They're not really going to be out in the middle of nowhere where you're not going to find people as much. Yeah, um, and then I also did see that. Partners in Flight estimates that the global breeding population, about 28 million, and they rate a 5 out of 20 on the Continental Concerns score, which means that they are finally a low conservation concern. So their population's doing pretty well.
0: Good. Here's a quick fact for you, so okay. you know this one. Um, what sound does a vulture make?
1: I don't know if I've ever actually heard one.
0: You probably won't. They oh. don't really make sounds okay. like a typical bird sound that you normally hear out in the forest.
1: Okay,
0: that's because they're uh, they're essentially voiceless. Like they lack uh, syrinx, their vocal organ. Okay, um, and they really they'll you could hear them hiss or maybe whine or grunt. that's okay. about it. So okay, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a final note, um, I think that they really pushed for March fifteenth to be buzzard day or vulture day because, as it turns out, they do migrate to some degree. Okay. Um, And so that's typically the time that they're coming back to this area or the northeast. So they notice that at least the the birds in the east, the vultures in the east, uh, they'll migrate to Florida, maybe even Central America. Wow. um, Maybe as far as the tip of South America, the northern tip. Wow. Some don't move that far, they just kind of move to southern states, but um, yeah, in general they are migratory birds, Okay. Um, some do stay winter long Mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania, but they definitely do move. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you learned a little bit more. I know we did. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, one final note for me is that I'm familiar with vultures if you're familiar with Springville at all or you have been to the ballpark in springville mm-hmm. um, it's known as a, a place where you see a lot of vultures that okay. come back every year okay and uh, you know my kids have all play ball mm-hmm. and sure enough every spring you see them flying around and um, they land on the trees next to the ball field and it gives it that a creepy feel yeah to some degree like, <laughs> What are they what are they looking for mm-hmm. but, um, yeah it turns out that's probably where they're roosting and living so
1: that's pretty cool
0: look out for that committee
1: (laughs) all right so we're gonna come back to our trivia that we've been doing lately so the answer to last week's question of where is the biggest maple producer in the world the answer is quebec canada
0: there you go canada hey yeah (laughs) all right and then we have one for this week so it has to do with birds okay so it turns out that the turkey vulture is somewhere around number seven on the list of largest birds in North America. Okay. Um, but the question I want to ask is what is number one on that list? So what bird is number one as far as size is concerned in North America? Okay. See if you know that one. Yeah. Find you have out any
1: there. ideas? I have a couple in mine, but I won't throw them out there.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Come
1: and, back next uh, week.
0: Yeah. I'll quit next
1: week. All right. Uh, so I do have an event coming up uh, Saturday, March 18th from 9, to 1, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Lackawanna State Park. They're doing an introduction to trout fishing. So they say families with little to no fishing experience are invited to learn the basic fishing skills um, before trying out your luck actually going out and catching fish before the trout season comes in. So the program's open to ages five and older. Um, Anyone under 18 does need to be accompanied by a parent or guardian. The program is free and all equipment is provided and you do not need a fishing license. But they do say pre-registration is required as the space is limited. So just head over to the Lackawanna State Parks website to get that registered for.
0: Sounds like a good time.
1: Yeah. All right. I guess that does it for today's show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Devin Saylor.
0: And I'm Don Hibbert saying enjoy the outdoors.